0: Yo, Dan, we're back in the dunny. Back in the dunny. Coming fresh off that Senseman interview. Ah, A lot of good feedback. A lot of good feedback. Yeah, thanks, Senseman, for coming through. Thank you. But as always, I'm always kind of stuck with this question. How do we get into this episode?
1: Ah, that's easy. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite type of breakfast waffle?
0: Huh? My favorite type of (laughs) breakfast waffle? Compared to my lunch waffle? (laughs)
1: this is an easy question don't make it complicated what's your favorite type of waffle
0: maybe now i'm the fly going across the room about to hit the window (laughs) smack what is my favorite kind of
1: breakfast waffle like whole wheat oh yeah let's just Just go white belgian not belgian maybe belgian (laughs) let's go nuts huh yeah yeah well here's one for you dan what is your favorite type of breakfast waffle Ooh, good question. That's easy. Yeah. Just a good old Belgian waffle. Do you love waffles, man? You <laughs> love those joints. Yeah, they're okay. They're okay? Yeah. Huh. Good, good enough. They're
0: good enough. Well, now that we're here with our feet firmly established on the ground, <laughs> maybe we should jump into some nice shouts and we'll go uh, mindfulness.
1: Nice shouts. Yeah, I was thinking about this, and over the last couple of weeks, I've seen small fires put out in different areas mm. around us, and yeah. I've also watched the news headlines from across the U.S., right? Listened to that Save the Planet podcast, yeah. which referenced uh, the increase in wildfires and storms mm. um, due to climate change. Yeah. So I look at all that, and I look around us and don't see any fires, and also have seen those small fires put out. So I want a nice shout the firefighters in this area. Okay, yeah, nice yeah. shout for people uh, maintaining the environment in the area. Uh, huh? Yeah, keeping us keeping keeping us fire free for now. Yeah, we don't look like Oregon and California. Mm. And uh, that could be a real risk right now. We haven't had a good monsoons, so thank yeah, you.
0: A couple of years in a row. I kinda of have this sense almost, so it feels like we're just kinda of like on deck.
1: Easing forward. Ugh, yeah. Well, so far so good because so of the firefighters, so thank you.
0: So far so good. You know, next one we got a we got a nice shout for Brandon Lawless and Tristan Vance. Ah, nice shout them. Nice shout them, man. They were in the newspaper. They are uh, football players at NAU and uh they're doing something. Yeah. They started a, uh, a channel on YouTube, and they're doing shows called The Social.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you can get there by just looking for The Social. I think it helps to type in their names um, as well. Mm-hmm. And then they have their channel. And, and it's powerful because they're addressing the racial injustice issues mm-hmm. but trying to promote a real open dialogue about it.
0: Yeah so yeah so there are a couple few episodes in right now they had an intro and then they had their head coach
1: right nau football coach nau football coach they had him on yeah interviewed him but promoting dialogue yeah so always proud or always happy to see that right there
0: promoting dialogue yeah and uh so we wish you all the best nice shout
1: yeah I got one that I want to throw out here. Oh man. When you start something <laughs> like that, I just feel so nervous. What <laughs> got, do you got? Got that glint in my eye. Yeah, you do. You really do. The same way you talk about a pop tart. <laughs> I don't like pop tarts either. Uh, Sugar, man. <laughs> I, lo- I love that white. That's not, that's you not love that white. So, uh, a lot of good feedback about that Eric Sensman interview. Yeah. A lot of listens, mm-hmm. a lot of good feedback. Um, it was cool to get that feedback. So, some consistent positive feedback about the story around the jorts. Mm.
0: My most painful moment in the last year <laughs> yeah. was something that was highlighted and really
1: yeah, got yeah, us yeah. a lot of positive feedback. It, right? it, it, both in person and via, via the IG and other formats, we got a lot of co- comments on the situation with the jorts and your yeah. grief around your yeah. lost jorts.
0: Well, wait, so these comments weren't
1: necessarily like support for the jorts? Like, oh, man, we feel Cody's pain? I think they kind of were also kind of like, yeah. And also remember, uh, let me bring us back to um, uh, Peter Singer as referenced by Eric Sensman labeled that a dumb question. Yeah. That was Eric's language though. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, one in particular, Quantum Dog. Quantum uh, Dog. On the Instagram. What do we got? This is what she wrote. She said, the best part of the story was his wife, Cody's wife, ripping off the shorts. As a wife, I can relate. It must have been awesome for her. <laughs> R.I.P. Jorts. R.I.P. Jorts. Uh, what? Yeah. What is happening? <laughs> Which I think captures it. There's also a lot of uh, laughy faces. Yeah. In, in this in, mm-hmm. interspersed in this IG comment, so yeah. I don't know if they're if they're trying to validate your grief or. They may kind of be laughing at it. No, I
0: 100% (laughs) interpret that as sick jollies of ripping a man's jorts off. (laughs) Can't a man just have his jorts?
1: (laughs) Not when his jorts are stained and he's been wearing them every day for for a year. Yeah, I do feel pretty bad
0: for my wife. And we did post a photo, or I guess it was a story on IG <laughs> yeah. of those Jorts. Dude, those things are haggard. We might have to, yeah, I don't know.
1: I'm glad that you finally acknowledged that they're haggard.
0: They were haggard yeah. because they got ripped up. The thing that I would point out too with that was that was an exercise of exposure for me. I've been avoiding that for such a long time. <laughs> so to just sit with that photo and to just feel what I felt, yeah, approach, just had to let it ride.
1: Approach the grief rather than avoid it. Had to approach the grief and invite it into my my life for a yeah. cup of tea so nice shout quantum dog yeah. on the ig and everyone else that offered good <laughs> feedback about cody's jorts yeah thank you so much for tuning in still looking for those japris. still looking for those japris.
0: so if anyone wants to make some japris and send those our way yeah dm us we'll get you an address to
1: send those to well, yeah. that would be a lot of fun i uh i offered to make japris out of those pants you're wearing right now well these are my five thousand dollar pants <laughs> yeah well, I'm still happy to make j-
0: juprees out of them. <laughs> I'll get you another pair. Man, so, you know, we've had a little bit of a break between uh, our last mindfulness attitude, which was patience. yeah. And now, because we were able to go beyond flag, um, so I thought it might be helpful to give our listeners a little bit of a, uh, maybe just a refresher. Yeah. So We do a Dan refresh. On patience, yeah. non-judgment, and acceptance. Yeah, what if we cover the ones that we've done so far? Okay.
1: Yeah. So, with non-judgment, the key is that you're not you're not wanting to get rid of judgment. you just want to bring your awareness to what your judgment is so that you can catch yourself and be intentional with your next step. Next, with acceptance, you really want to be able to see things as they actually are in the present moment um, so that you can deal with things as they are rather than out of a space of wanting them to be different than what they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then lastly, with patience, it's really developing that awareness that you got to respect things unfold in their own time, yeah. that you are in your own process and everything around you is in its own process. And sometimes those are congruent and sometimes not. Whew. Yeah. yeah. So you got to be patient in that. Got to understand and accept. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So those are the attitudes we have covered thus far. And that kind of leads us to today's attitude. Yeah. Which is a beginner's mind.
1: Yeah. Well, let's start off with the
0: definitions. Let's go definitions. You know, so I went to the old trusty, tried and true, and Merriam-Webb. Yeah. yeah. What does Merriam-Webb have? I don't know. Dude, nada.
1: Nada? Nada on the beginner's mind. Oh, no, beginner's mind? They don't put two-word definitions in there? They didn't have it. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> well, I know you can rely on the old Urban D.
0: I tried. I went to the Urban D. Nada. Nada? Nada. Nada. Dude, so... So uh, that's it for this episode. So we're done. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, folks. <laughs> Catch us on our next one. Uh, uh, what do you got? Yeah, so to understand beginner's mind, uh, what where, you know, the old interweb led me was to this person named Shunyu Suzuki. Suzuki. Shunyu Suzuki.
1: Shungyu
0: Suzuki. And so... Uh, kind of deviating from our normal path will provide a little bit of a history on Shunyu Suzuki. Yeah. And then that'll lead us to a definition or maybe an understanding of
1: beginner's mind. Okay,
0: okay. So Shunyu Suzuki, uh, he's basically responsible for, for bringing Zen Buddhism to the West. He was born in a small village in Southwest of Tokyo mm-hmm. in 1904. Mm-hmm. So over 100 years ago. Um, grew up in some really difficult circumstances, but developed or got into a Zen practice at the age of 12. Mm-hmm it didn't say this, but my guess is probably because his dad was a Zen priest. Mm -hmm. Just a guess. (laughs) Just, you know, trying to connect some dots here. Um, and so a year later he was anointed as a Soto Zen monk and awarded the Dharma name Shogaku. So I'm just covering swaths of history.
1: Like we did with that mindfulness intro. Yeah. Yeah. So So he (laughs) covered his lifetime in a matter of (laughs) minute and a half.
0: Yeah. Minute and a half. So So he
1: became, he became, um, yeah, a, a, he received a Dharma name, became a Zen monk at the age of thirteen. At the age of thirteen, yeah. So seventeen years later, at the age of thirty, he graduated with a,
0: or he finished a graduate degree in a few things: so Zen Buddhism and in English. Mm-hmm. going to fast forward another twenty five years, so he's continuing his Zen practice in Japan. At, um, age fifty five in nineteen fifty nine, he moves to San Francisco, yeah. and then joins a congregation there. And something that was super interesting in reading about him was that he took a particular interest in Westerners' approach to mindfulness, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. was interesting to hear him coming from Japan, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, um, And so he kind of took up practice here in a congregation with a lot of people who were like beatniks. And then uh, down the road, you know, 10 years later, he founded the very first Zen Buddhist monastery outside of Asia. And that was in, again, 1969. That was in San Francisco, California. Mm-hmm. So Suzuki is a real prominent figure in Zen Buddhism. Mm -hmm. And Zen Buddhism is a form of Buddhism that really emphasizes experience. So it doesn't emphasize teachings as much. Mm -hmm. It emphasizes the actual experience. Mm -hmm. And so that takes us to the practice of Zazen. And I really hope I'm saying that right. And um, Zazen, what it literally means when translated is sitting Zen, and so, you know, when you see like pictures of people meditating, real like yeah, upright yeah, yeah, posture, yeah. legs crossed, hands on their knees. Yeah. Yeah. That's a Zen Buddhist meditation known as Zazen. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so what the, the main focus of Zazen is paying careful attention to breathing with your belly, being fully alert and fully present. So a mindfulness saying that they use around this is uh, don't just get up and do something, just sit there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But also taking action. So it's like a focus on breath and things like that. So it's not like sitting there staring blankly at a wall. Right. Yeah. Taking
0: a particular interest or approach um, to the present moment.
1: And so that's a little bit on Zazen and Zen Buddhism. Okay. So then what does all this history have to do with beginner's mind? I thought you'd never ask. (laughs) Well, here we are. I asked. (laughs) Here we
0: are. Uh, It's a great question, right? So. In 1970, so shortly after having opened that monastery, yeah. Suzuki um, published a book of his talks. They were just translated; All his talks were translated uh-huh. and then published. And the title of this book was called Zen Mind, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Beginner's Mind. Ah, okay. And the content essentially warns against the application of intellectualism. Hmm. Yeah. So the word... Um, is shoshin. Mm-hmm. Shoshin is translate is Zen mind and translated as beginner's mind in ah, English. Okay. And and so <laughs> what that has to do is having or what that has to do with with zazen and Zen Buddhism is it's an approach, a cognitive approach, right? And what it looks like is having an attitude of openness, eagerness, and lack of preconceptions when studying a subject, and that is beginner's mind. And okay. that's the frame that's applied to Zen Buddhism.
1: Yeah. Well, I have a quick question. Because yeah. in there you said it warns against the use of intellectualism. Yeah. Um, and it, it kind of triggered my five. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, in writing this outline, I was thinking, oh, this is like so good
1: for the Enneagram five. Like, what's Dan going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Because it seems to be suggesting that you should let go of all the knowledge that you've worked to gain.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. And so just the thought of that, what's going on for you?
1: That puts me into crisis. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. What would I do without all my knowledge? Yeah. Yeah. All them books.
0: (laughs) Without all them books, right?
1: So so Beginner's Mind is asking me to let go of all them books? I think
0: what it's asking you to do is to become aware of your knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. And then understanding how we apply our our expertise or our expertness to any given subject
1: okay yeah. Well, I'm going to work hard not to see this as an affront yeah. to the use of knowledge and intellectualism. Okay. And I'm going to roll with it the way you just defined it. Okay. And I'm
0: going to work hard to see it, make it be an affront to the use of intellectualism. <laughs> <laughs> so this should be interesting. Then we'll see how this goes, right? All right? Yeah. So one quick point, you know, we covered this in our, in our mindfulness intro, right? Yeah. Was that the idea of the opposite of mindfulness is not mindlessness, it's that it's forgetfulness. Yeah. And so beginner's mind allows us to be a, attuned to our present moment by looking through a lens that is aimed toward observing how something presents in that very moment, mm-hmm. which is new, never experienced. Because it's like each moment is new. Every single moment is new. Yeah. 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 And so a beginner's mind is a fresh take or an openness to seeing things as they are and then also sort of suspending that expertise mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. So, again, there's like this overlap.
1: Yeah. it Almost listening to you say it that way, it sounds like the real challenge in this is that much of what we can do can evolve into a routine. And maybe some of us have a preference for routine at times.
0: Yeah, some of us.
1: <laughs> but um, but you have to, basically, with the way you're describing it is even when you're in the routine of something or doing something you've previously done, trying to let go of all the information from that previous experience and all the knowledge you have tied to those types of experiences. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So through routine or maybe through um, repeated experiences, we tend to lose uh, maybe our curiosity or we maybe lose our interest in what's going on around us. Okay. So with that in mind, there are a couple ways that we actually lose beginner's mind. Okay. Um, The first one I think of is just our brain's tendency to adapt. Right. So like our brain naturally wants to conserve energy. and make things predictable Uh So like it's the idea if our brains never really adjusted to the environment, we'd be using a ton of energy adjusting all the time
1: Yeah Like energy because the brain operates off of energy the same way going for a run our bodies operate off that energy, right? So um, Yeah, our brain creates those shortcuts those heuristics. So things that we repeatedly do we kind of they become automated exactly and then that and you're saying that's how we lose beginner's mind
0: we can lose beginner's mind through that automation yeah Yeah, so we're not paying attention to what's new or what's going on around us we automate things to conserve energy yeah okay i think that's one way we lose beginner's mind another way that we lose beginner's mind is that we also have a tendency to apply learned information opinions thoughts experiences expertise to the present moment (laughs) And so then, what that does is it reduces our ability to see the present moment for what it is. Yeah. So that takes me. I'm wondering. <laughs> I'm looking at you over there. You look a little nervous because I'm going to ask for a anecdote.
1: A anecdote. Yeah,
0: a anecdote. So I was thinking, you know, like something that is maybe novel in your life, maybe initially was really, uh, maybe engaging or you felt enthusiastic yeah. about, but then it was easy to become, like you were saying, I like that word you used earlier, automated. You know, yeah. like just kind of became a thing. Yeah. A routine.
1: I'll share a anecdote if you share a Kodicdote. You want me to drop a Kodicdote? Yeah, yeah. I'll drop a Kodicdote. Yeah, you got it. All right. Hashtag anecdote. Drop it. So thinking about this, um, man, I think there's a quick, easy example, and it would be with exercise. Mm -hmm. So based on what my schedule is throughout the day and what I have time available for, there Mm -hmm. are runs and rides that I often do. Yeah and because they become routine it becomes easy to not be present with what they are each morning but i think that's kind of like um i don't know (laughs) for me i honestly think about that and think we use a lot of those examples think i use a lot of those examples for exercise and stuff yeah Yeah. so let me stretch a little bit here for an anecdote yeah um i i think i think this can happen um in my day-to-day practice as okay. a psychologist. So, oh, okay. um, in terms of therapy, even what you were describing a minute ago, I thought it, it took me back to what my first experiences were sitting in a therapy session with someone yeah. and, um, like how novel that felt. And because it felt so novel, how intense my awareness was to everything that was going on, mm-hmm. both being attuned to myself, to the other person and to the environment in the room. Yeah. Um, Cause it was all new and I was really worried about screwing up. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to look like you don't know what you're doing. I was really worried about not having that expertise that I, that I want to rely on. Yeah.
0: That foundation.
1: Yeah. Um, And now, you know, after having practiced for a while, it can become routine. Mm -hmm. Um, so I actually, I I think I actually have this experience going into therapy sessions. I I think each unique client that I see, um, there, there's a culture that's specific to that individual. Mm -hmm. And so there's little subtle ways that each um session goes differently than others and that each course of counseling goes differently than others and i think i could can get sucked into thinking the way that an experience is with one client will consistently be that way Uh, yeah so if i were to apply beginner's mind in the way that you've just taught me about it Mm -hmm. it would have to be that i have to go into each appointment with newness not thinking like oh this is what the Disappointment is typically like or these are the things that we typically talk about yeah. um, Or this is typically how I feel in this type of session to try and step back and go into it with a fresh set of eyes Yeah,
0: well that's such a relevant example, right? Like um, Initially in therapy, it's all new. It's novel with yeah. a new client yeah. and then as time goes on it might grow accustomed to this is sort yeah. of how it goes yeah. and then um, the truth is any uh new session with a client is going to be a new
1: experience yeah because it's literally a a moment that's new to the world and has never been lived you know and even as we talk about it now and flesh it out this way like honestly i think there have been times where i've worked in therapy where i've fallen into that routine and then i catch myself and i feel like i'm kind of like in this resistance with the client or Mm -hmm. like in kind of like a a battle rather than aligned with them. And I've, yeah. I, I can actually think in my mind of specific moments where I've caught that and let go of it and yeah. be like, oh, I, I need to just align and let go and be open to whatever's mm. happening here. Yeah. And I can think of moments where it's literally shifted therapy to like open it up yeah
0: yeah oh that makes so much sense i mean again that kind of relates to acceptance also right yeah. like sort of acknowledging this is the dynamic in the moment and yeah. so i'll sh- i'll let go i'll shift yeah. that'll be another future attitude yeah. and then i'll take a new fresh approach Yeah,
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah so maybe I, I gotta let go of that expertise, man. Well, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Well, <so laughs> Hold tightly. W- yeah. What's, what's, what's a paradox too, is when we use the term expertise to describe what I want to what I need to let go of, um, we're using that term very loosely, very loosely. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> Please understand. So there, yeah. I stretched myself a bit. So yeah. There's yeah. the danic Where's well, the codecdote?
0: Well, I I want to
1: acknowledge
0: you're doing great, Dan. No, they, uh, <laughs> that
1: you really st- so
0: we didn't talk about breakfast food or exercise. Well, I guess we t- started an exercise. Yeah. Really stretched out, man. Great job. Right. Um, and what a good example. You know, the one for me is the mountain lion bus. The mountain lion? Yeah, mountain lion. You ever ride that? <laughs> Spell that out for me. Uh, mountain?
1: M-O-W-N-P-I-N. <laughs> okay um uh, so mountain but are you saying lion thing? yeah the mountain lion bus the mountain lion bus spelled lion o-y-o-n <laughs> okay mountain lion uh, do you mean the mountain line l-i-n-e huh yeah like a bus line the like, bus line? like i think it's kind of a plan. Where are you saying that because they have like a picture of a mountain lion on the side of the bus yeah this whole time huh just thought it was the mountain lion bus it's the mountain line
0: i will say when we ride the bus when i ride the bus with my daughters they call it the mean lion bus
1: the mean lion <laughs>
0: yeah the mean lion they called mountain lions uh, mean lions yeah. for a really long time they they don't stand a chance with you oh they are nope i don't stand a chance with them <laughs> okay <laughs> so the thing. the bus yeah <laughs> the bus is when you know um a few years ago in a in a pretty like um intentional effort to slow my life down mm-hmm. i stopped driving for a while mm-hmm. i would still drive but um i'd made uh, just intentional efforts to try and ride the bus and mm-hmm. so i would have to walk to the bus stop wait mm-hmm. get on the bus that kind of thing mm-hmm. and initially i just remember thinking like oh this is so nice and refreshing you know like there's a little bit of time i can listen to a podcast or um an audiobook or i was listening to some music and just have the time to relax and um even just to sort of be present while riding the bus uh, after doing that for a while, though, it kind of lost its fervor, you know, kind of like, oh, man, I got to get the bus stop. And, um, and I think what had happened was losing that that novelty and, and my relationship to it changed. It was no longer new. And I just kind of grew, you know, like, again, adapted to it. Mm-hmm. And it lost its fervor. And and I really relate too, to the thing you were saying also about exercise. Right. And I think it's really easy for those examples to come up because they kind of represent a domain where we practice this mm-hmm.
1: stuff. And, the, and they, to me, they often seem like a microcosm for what life is like, it really yeah. is there, there are these small journeys yeah. and, and life can so much represent a, a, this big journey. Yeah. So those are just easy examples.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, again, like running like the, the Camel Mesa trail system for me, I think I've probably done hundreds of runs out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it'd be real easy to lose uh, maybe an interest in it. And yeah. So there is an intention that has to go behind, of go into running this trail again. And seeing it fresh as it is in that moment yeah
1: so then what's the benefit to doing any of that like why 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 let go of our expertise yeah
0: <laughs> i can see the uh, the cynicism come across there huh? yeah. like why would i ever do this Yeah. Uh, again well we look at this as being a mindfulness practice and what that mindfulness does is it attunes us to our present moment experience and then in that what we do is we experience typically it doesn't have to be necessarily happiness but it makes our present moment more satisfying. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is that without beginner's mind and without that awareness, we naturally apply those preconceptions. We apply those opinions, expectations, we lose our curiosity. And then what that does is it kind of makes our present moment become routine. And again, to use your word earlier automated Mm -hmm. and with that, our present moment then becomes forgetful. There's nothing about it. That's engaging. Mm -hmm. and What we want to do is be in our life. We want to engage our life. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a few things that beginner's mind frees us from. The first thing that it frees us from is the thicket of views and opinions. Uh, and I'm going to go straight to a quote from Buddha, if that's
1: all right. Yeah, let's ha- let's have it.
0: Yeah, this, this uh, I love this quote. It says, Seeing misery in those who cling to views, a wise person should not adopt any of them. A wise person does not by opinions become arrogant. How could anyone bother those who are free, who do not grasp at any views, but those who grasp after views and opinions wander about the world, annoying people.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can see why you picked this one. Oh,
0: man, I was just thinking of Dan, just heavy-rooted in that five
1: with all the knowledge and the opinions. Going around annoying people. Just going around
0: annoying people. (laughs) Okay. Yeah.
1: So so letting go of that, that thicket of views and opinions.
0: Yeah. So opinions can make us closed openness or taking that beginner's mind can make us open. Yeah. The next thing that beginner's mind frees us from are expectations and the notion that things should be a certain uh, way. Yeah. Yeah. We have a really fun saying in mindfulness, right? Yeah. <laughs> that when we think life should be a certain way, we tend to just should all over ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> and the more we do that, we find ourselves just standing in a pile of our own should. <laughs> yeah yeah
1: okay okay
0: so that one's really important right um once we think things should be a certain way we establish rules for how life is or how how life should unfold okay and sometimes life doesn't go that way so we're seeing the uh, a view of life or looking through a lens that establishes a rule for how things should go things unfold in their own way we can create our own misery our own suffering through yeah, that
1: yeah, yeah, yeah
0: so we uh beginner's mind frees us from the thicket of views frees us from expectations. And then the third thing that it freezes from is a lack of curiosity, or a loss of, uh, or loss of fervor in existence. I got another quote. Let's have it. This one's by Rachel Carson. Okay. A child's world is fresh and new and beautiful, full of wonder and excitement. It is our misfortune that for most of us, that clear-eyed vision, that true instinct for what is beautiful and awe-inspiring, is dimmed and even lost before we reach adulthood. If I had influence with the good fairy who is supposed to preside over all children, I should ask that her gift to each child in the world be a sense of wonder, so indestructible that it would last throughout life.
1: Mm, That's that's powerful. It's poetic. So so, those three things that it frees us from, it frees us from the um, thicket of views and opinions, frees us from the expectations, and then it frees us from the barriers to that curiosity. Exactly. Yeah. And like that child sense of wonder, you know, it makes me even just think about watching my kids mm. and that yeah. natural organic sense of wonder that they have. Yeah, absolutely.
0: There's a metaphor in that that we often use that just says approach the world like a child at play. And so when you can watch your children play, you see that imagination, you see that curiosity showing up. Mm-hmm. And with that, you see a real relationship or a connection to what's happening now mm-hmm. around them. Mm-hmm and so i think when we th- or when we think beginner's mind i think child at play approach mm-hmm. things like the sunset like a child at play mm-hmm. that kind of thing
1: oh what a great example like my daughter she actually takes pictures of the sunset almost every day Does she um, yeah, yeah. And, and and she's like awestruck by them every time or if we're out yeah. hiking you know we'll see animals and often if we're hiking the same spot it's probably the same herd of elk or same herd of deer yeah but every time is just this genuine yeah. uh, curiosity and excitement and enthusiasm yeah. yeah
0: yeah i love that and so just think i like, kind of going back to that Car- uh, rachel carson quote is thinking of maintaining or practicing that curiosity throughout your lifetime mm-hmm. so that you could see a sunset as it is mm-hmm. this sunset has never happened before or like you're saying, if you see a herd of elk or um, deer or anything like that. Yeah. I saw a bobcat the other day on Old Walnut Canyon Road. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It scared the poopoo caca out of me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. You
1: <laughs> so had a real beginner's mind about it.
0: Yeah, that was a novel experience for me.
1: Your senses were fully aware. Yeah.
0: Anyway, a little uh, deviation. But the thing I would come back to is, so how do we how do we practice beginner's mind, right? Yeah. And so we can use that child at play metaphor in the same way I might see a bobcat and get really excited or curious about it. Um, we can take that same approach to to our present moment uh, experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One thing um, we always want to become aware of or practice becoming aware of our preconceptions. Mm-hmm. And again, that kind of, to me, relates to the idea of thinking things should be a certain way. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, all those ideas that we've developed from our experience that should inform that current moment, but that current moment is new. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Which then sort of goes into becoming aware of our expectations for mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Is practicing stepping back, identifying what is it that I think things, or how should how is it that I think things should go right now? Mm-hmm. How is it that I think things should unfold? Mm-hmm. Or how is it that I think he should behave or they should behave or she mm-hmm. should behave or whatever? Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to become aware of that. Mm-hmm. Then you can experience a person's behavior or attitude or anything like that as it is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The next one is to practice that curiosity we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And to me, that comes with a lot of intention and effort Mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. to stop and see what you can notice, Mm -hmm. see what you can see kind of thing. Mm -hmm. By doing so, that opens us up to a world of possibilities. Yeah. Just like a child at
1: play. Yeah. It's good stuff. Like uh, when you talk about it, it honestly, in my mind, I just have these moments going through about just even recent experiences that excite me about the world yeah like um yeah there's a lot that you can go out and explore even if you've seen it before and be excited about totally
0: and even if you've done it a hundred times 200 times 500 times yeah absolutely well, with that in mind, you know, you dropped a quote that got us out of patience that was super good, right? Yeah. And so I thought maybe I could drop a quote that would help us uh, transition out of beginner's mind.
1: All right, all right. You set it up as a real uh, rivalry there, competition. Yeah, so now next time you can... Okay, you can, so I'm going to be very cynical as I listen to this quote. Go ahead. <laughs> I got my yeah. expectation, got of my closed mind preconception, on. <laughs> preconception. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Like a like a grumpy old man at play. <laughs> Cantankerous Dan. <laughs> Dan Tankerous. Dan Tankerous. Okay. Yeah.
0: So going back to Suzuki, who again was the person most responsible for bringing Zen Buddhism to the West. He says, in the beginner's mind, there are many possibilities, but in the expert's mind, there are few.
1: Ah, you did it. That was, that was
0: good. That wasn't me. That was him.
1: Oh, that, was, that was a good quote. That's a good quote. Good find.
0: But in in all actuality, that quote really does sum up the beginner's mind. Yeah yeah it opens
1: it opens us up yeah yeah well, why don't you take us out by shot us out
0: yeah you got it no doubt so uh, you can always catch us on our website beyondflag.com www.beyondflag flag spelled flg BLAMO. you can find us on the insta g ig instigate a following
1: instigate a follow
0: yeah so um, you can find us on ig beyond underscore flag or you can find us on twitter yeah we
1: there beyond underscore flag also see if you can find out the reference to instigating a follow what song does that come from and hit us up hit us up that'd be cool
0: yeah but in the meantime take care love you